Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. And now, shining the spotlight on the future of hockey, the World Juniors. This is Brad Lambert from Team Finland. I'm Oscar Olesen from Team Sweden. Hey, this is Dylan Grand. Hi, I'm Lane Hudson from the U.S. National Team. Dion Mishak. Fabian Lucell. Cole Perfetti. Hey, it's Jake Sanson. I play for Team USA. Major Junior. Hey, this is Matthew Kachuk of the London Knights. I'm Jonathan Yerudo from the St. John's Sea Dogs. Kirby Dock of the Saskatoon Blades. Hey, it's Alex Dabrinkit from the Erie Otters. Gerald Dubois from the Cape Breton Screen Eagles. It's Zachary LaRue from the Halifax Mooseheads. This is John Gunther of the Emerson Oil Kings. NCAA. Hey, this is Noah Hannafin from Boston College. Hey, it's Troy Terry from the Denver Pioneers. Quinn Hughes from the University of Michigan. This is Brock Faber from the University of Minnesota. It's Dylan Hollis from the Wisconsin Badgers. The NHL Draft. U.S. Lovkovsky from TPS. Hey, this is Kevin Krasinski of the Seattle Thunderbirds. Hey, guys, it's Cutter Goche from the U.S. National Team. Hi, it's Matt Savoy with the Winnipeg Ice. Hey, this is Sarah Manzel from Shaska High School. Nessa Goche, I play for the Quebec Ramparts. This is Ty Nelson from the North Bay Battalion. Hey, it's Dylan James from the Sioux City Musketeers. This is Rieger Lorenz from the Okotoks Oilers. And more. And welcome to the Pipeline Show. And this is the Pipeline Show. The Pipeline Show. Pipeline Show. Pipeline Show. The Pipeline Show. Well, good weekend, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Pipeline Show. I'm Guy Flaming, and I really appreciate you stopping by and checking out this week's episode. It's a good one. Making up for last week where there was not an episode at all uh, due to uh, real-life reasons. Uh, But making up for it, as I said, I got a great lineup of guests coming up for you today. I will tell you who that is momentarily. But first, a quick reminder that The Pipeline Show is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Alberta's best beef jerky because you can't win friends with salad. Three locations in the Edmonton area to go pick up your jerky or other products. The original is in Leduc. The second one came out in Spruce Grove. And uh, now they have the new kiosk in West Edmonton Mall. But if you're not in the Edmonton area and you want to get your hands on some jerky or your uh, taste buds on some jerky, make sure you go to wilhockbeefjerky.com. They will ship it to you anywhere in Western Canada. Let's jump right into the news and notes, and we'll do this by going across the uh, the Canadian Hockey League first. We'll uh, check in on the playoff races in the USHL, the NAHL, the AJHL playoff uh, is set, and we'll see what's happening in the NCAA as well. Let's start. Let's start in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and I guess uh, the big news out of the queue is that uh, Joel Courteau, the, the commissioner, has stepped down effective immediately. He did that about a week ago now, and that is. Uh, during the ongoing investigations across the, the the country, he'd been involved with the the queue for I think dating back to the eighties. I believe he'd said. Of course, lots of inquiries going on uh, in the Canadian government with uh, around hockey at multiple levels, and the queue one of the leagues that was in the spotlight and still is in the spotlight. So that is a big news item for sure. As we look at the uh, standings in the queue, getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Halifax has now caught the Quebec Rempart in standing. They both have 95 points coming into this weekend's play. Quebec has actually played one more game than Halifax has. But with just a couple of weeks left in the regular season, it's going right down to the wire. Zachary LaRue, I don't believe, has played yet. I think he's still serving his lengthy suspension. So he'll be back, should be in time for the playoffs. And that will boost Halifax even more. But the the Rempart... Just playing 500 hockey here in the last 10 games. Meanwhile, the hottest team in the queue would be the Sherbrooke Phoenix, who are, actually, excuse me, it's the Gatineau Olympique. Sherbrooke and Gatineau, both of them 
on fire. Sherbrooke 14-0-1 in their last 15, and uh, Gatineau has won 16 straight. So with uh, eight games left to go in the regular season, both of them, if they keep up this pace, they could actually catch Quebec and Halifax themselves. So it's going to come right down to the wire. That's exciting. Three players out of the queue have signed uh, with NHL teams here since the start of March. Alex Doucette of Halifax has signed with Detroit. Isaac Beliveau with the Gatineau Olympique has been signed to a contract by the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Minnesota Wild has signed Sherbrooke Phoenix defenseman David Spachek. Let's slide over to the Ontario Hockey League. In the Eastern Conference, good battle at the bottom for the last playoff spot between Oshawa and Kingston. Just one point separating those two teams. And there are... Well, Oshawa has nine games left to go. Kingston has eight. And the Fronts trail the Generals by a single point. Uh, the Western Conference, the Sioux Greyhounds have uh, fallen back. Uh, there is now a nine-point gap between them in ninth place and the Kitchener Rangers holding down the final playoff spot. So it looks like that one's going to wrap up with the Sioux and Erie on the outside of the playoff picture. Since the start of March, the signings out of the OHL I saw the New York Islanders uh, inking Tristan Lennox, the goaltender with the Saginaw Spirit. Michael Bookinger of Guelph coming to terms with the St. Louis Blues. Hunter Haight of the Saginaw Spirit, now a member of the Minnesota Wild. And Dallas has signed three players. Gavin White, defenseman with Peterborough. Christian Cairo, defenseman with Sarnia. And Kyle McDonald, a forward of the North Bay Battalion. Meanwhile, in the WHL, the Eastern Conference... You've got the Lethbridge Hurricanes in 5th, Regina in 6th, Medicine Hat in 7th, and Swift Current in 8th. They're all on two-game losing streaks coming into this weekend's play. And the ninth place Calgary Hitman and the 10th place Brandon Weekings have both won uh, their last game or two and have uh, narrowed the gap. They are both with 58 points. They trail Swift Current by a single point for that 8th and final playoff spot. And Medicine Hat isn't out of the woods. They've got 61 points, so certainly within reach, they've actually played a game more, two games more than Calgary. So uh, it could come right down. Maybe we see a playoff game in the Eastern Conference. The West uh, looks pretty much solidified. The Kelowna Rockets look like they'll be the final team to clinch a playoff spot in the West. They have an eight-point lead right now over the Victoria Royals with uh, eight games to go. Signings in the Western Hockey League uh, for NHL clubs. Washington signed Ryan Hofer, while Minnesota signed Caden Bankier, both of those players, with the Kamloops Blazers. Red Deer Rebels uh, import defenseman Christopher Setoff went undrafted a couple of times, but the Vegas Golden Knights uh, inked him to a contract. Uh, Jackson Weeb also undrafted. He is signed by the Anaheim Ducks, uh, former Edmonton Oil King, uh, finishing out his uh, WHL tenure with the Prince George Cougars. And most recently, uh, Minnesota also signed Kyle Masters, who they drafted. He plays now for the Kamloops Blazers, but was a member of the Red Deer Rebels when he was drafted by Minnesota. Uh, Also noteworthy out of the Western Hockey League, those four players who were suspended by the league, uh, four members of the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors, they would be Connor Unger, Max Warner, Mark Howell, and uh, Lyndon Lakovic. Uh, suspended indefinitely pending an investigation into possible violations of team rules and the WHL standard of conduct policy. Well, it seems like something happened either in Edmonton, probably Edmonton, uh, or Calgary as uh, the team came through in uh, early February. But reportedly here by uh, CTV News in Edmonton that the Edmonton Police Services 
have looked into the matter and believe the incident to be non-criminal in nature. So, does that mean the players are going to be returning to action here? Don't really know. Not a lot of clarity or uh, transparency in what the situation was. I kind of understand it. And I don't think it's fair to uh, speculate on what these four players might have been a party to. Uh, but so the the most recent uh, update, though, is that uh, whatever they did has been determined not to be criminal. And that may or may not uh, clear their way for a return to action. Some key players there for sure for Moose Jaw. Playoffs are set in the Alberta Junior Hockey League. Your opening round has Blackvolds taking on Calgary. Canmore going up against Drumheller. Cam Rose against Okotoks. The Whitecourt Wolverines in the Grand Prairie Storm. Bonneville will play Lloyd Minster and Sherwood Park against Fort Mac. Of course, the two teams with the automatic buys into the second round are the Brooks Bandits, the number one ranked team in the entire Canadian Junior Hockey League, and the Spruce Grove Saints, home to Wilhock Beef Jerky. The Q isn't the only league uh, losing their commissioner. Uh, Bill Robertson has decided not to have his contract renewed. He is the now outgoing president and commissioner of the United States Hockey League, so the USHL will need a new uh, leader as well. Uh, His contract expires at the end of June. It was a two-year contract, so uh, he came over from the WCHA, where he was the uh, acting commissioner there, uh, joined the USHL, and uh, only lasted two years. As for the standings, the Fargo Force continue to have a big lead in the Western Conference, a 10-point gap between they and second-place Waterloo. And in the Eastern Conference, it's the Chicago Steel with a 5-point advantage over the Youngstown Phantoms, with uh, Team USA 4 points back of uh, Youngstown in uh, third place. Now, most teams still have uh, a dozen, uh, 13, even 14 games left to go in the regular season in the USHL, so still lots of hockey to go there. Meanwhile, in the North American Hockey League, I guess the news that I... Maybe this has been announced a long time ago and I missed it, but two new teams coming in uh, next season. The Colorado Grit. They're going to play out of Greeley, Colorado, which I've never heard of. And the Rochester Americans... Excuse me, the Rochester Junior Americans. So the league, which is at 29 teams, will go up to 31 next year, assuming nobody is uh, folding or on their way out or it's a relocation thing. I hadn't heard that, but the NAHL is uh, continuing to grow. As for the standings in the null, uh, the division leaders have pretty comfortable uh, spots, at least in three of the four divisions. The Austin Bruins with a huge lead in the central. Maryland with a seven-point gap between they and the next closest team in the east. The Oklahoma Warriors also with a six-point lead over the Lone Star Brahmas in the south. The closest division would be the Midwest, where the Wisconsin Windigo are ahead of Minnesota by just four points. Let's end the opening segment uh, by going through the conference tournaments in Division One NCAA. Well, maybe we can mention a couple of uh, signings that have happened already. Corson Kuhlman's probably the biggest name defenseman at Wisconsin. He is uh, two and out uh, with the Badgers. Tony Granato, by the way, uh, fired by Wisconsin after seven years. So Kuhlman's has been signed by Columbus, the team that drafted him, and a Bowling Green junior defenseman, Anton Malmstrom, signed by the St. Louis Blues. All right, the conference tournaments uh, setting up as they are right now. They're down to four in Atlantic Hockey. RIT, the heavy favorite. They're going to go up against Holy Cross, who uh, upset American International in the first round. Uh, Niagara plays Canisius, uh, one of those teams 
will eventually be crowned a champion of the conference, and they will get the automatic bid into the 16-team national tournament. The Big Ten is down to the Big Four. Minnesota playing Michigan State, and Ohio State will take on Michigan. The uh, Spartans upsetting the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame in the opening round of the Big Ten tournament. The big question right now is can anybody stop the Golden Gophers? They are the number one ranked team, and it seems to be by a uh, considerable margin in the minds of a lot of people. So that's the Big Ten tournament over in the CCHA, also down to four teams. Minnesota State's going to play Ferris State this weekend, and Northern Michigan will go up against Michigan Tech. Uh, I think that's going to be Minnesota State and Michigan Tech, and maybe the Huskies are going to pull that one out. We'll see. Hockey East is into the quarterfinals now, down to eight teams remaining in Hockey East. Vermont will take on the number one ranked Boston University Terriers. The winner of that will play the winner between UMass Lowell and Connecticut. On the other side of the bracket, you've got Providence going up against uh, Northeastern and Boston College squaring off with the Merrimack Warriors. The two winners will advance to play each other. I skipped the ECAC. They're down to uh, eight teams. Quinnipiac is the number one seed. Uh, They're squaring off against Yale. St. Lawrence will go up against Colgate. The two winners will play. Meanwhile, Clarkson has Cornell, and Princeton is going up against Harvard. And lastly, in the NCHC, all eight teams make the playoffs, and they get going this weekend. Denver against Miami. St. Cloud State will play Minnesota Duluth. Omaha goes against North Dakota, and Colorado College will try to take out Western Michigan. Next week on the show, we're going to talk a lot more about all the playoff races. I think it's going to be a a media-heavy guest uh, list next week. As this week, joining me courtesy the Troubled Monk Hotline, as all my guests do, it's a uh, all-goaltender, all-2023 draft spotlight show. I'll tell you which four goaltenders are going to join me. Right after I remind you that Troubled Monk is based in Red Deer, and it's not just craft beer, it's craft beverages. They've got soda, they've got spirits, and of course craft beer check out troubledmonk.com slash shop see everything that they have to offer and uh, if you're in alberta you can go to your local liquor store and demand that they bring it in for you uh, or you go to the website and you see how you can pick it up you can place an order online and pick up your order in calgary in edmonton or right at the tap room in red deer my four guests we're going to begin with carson bjarnison he is the number one ranked goaltender according to the nhl central scouting at least playing in North America. He's a member of the Brandon Wheat Kings, and we will have a conversation with him. From there, we'll go to the USHL and Jacob Fowler of the Youngstown Phantoms, ranked number seven. In our third guest segment, we're jumping back to the Western Hockey League, Thomas Suhanek. When the draft rolls around, he's going to be 20 years old. It's his last year of eligibility for the NHL draft after a breakout performance at the 2023 World Junior Championship in Halifax. I'd be pretty surprised if he is uh, not taken in the draft this year. Played very well for the Czechs. And uh, potentially Suhanek's replacement on the international stage with the U-20 team is Michael Horabel, who is also playing in the USHL. He's with the Omaha Lancers. Big six foot six goaltender. He's ranked number two in North America. All four of those goalies on the show this week. Let's start it off with Carson Bjarnason of the Brandon Weekings. He's up first. Here on the Pipeline Show, brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky. Left wing, the drop pass, Kendry into the offensive zone, top into the net, in front for Madsen. What a save by Dustin Wolf! He stretched out with the glove. 
makes a save and covers. Oh my, 837 to go in the second. Hey, it's Dustin Wolf with the Everett Sober Tips, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Touch Since 1965, Wilhawk Beef Jerky has provided fresh, top-quality beef jerky made with 100% Alberta beef. From your very first bite, you'll understand that real jerky isn't found at the convenience store. It's tender, full of flavor, with just a hint of subtle spices. Wilhawk's jerky is aged, seasoned, and marinated to lock in the flavors, and then smoked to perfection. Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It might just be the best you've ever tasted. Try for yourself. Search W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Hey, everybody. An old man's talking. Hey, we're back on The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. We're going to uh, spend this entire week getting to know players who are draft eligible this season uh, for the uh, 2023 NHL draft. And uh, something special this week, we're going to have four goaltenders on the show, all of them goalies, including uh, the number one ranked guy in North America by NHL Central Scouting. We'll get to that in a second. But a reminder first that the Pipeline Show is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's Alberta's best beef jerky. Three locations in the Edmonton area, but if you can't get here, uh, you can have it, them come to you. Go to their website at wilhawkbeefjerky.com. They will ship it to you anywhere in Western Canada. All right, first up as we turn on the 2023 draft spotlight is Carson Bjarnason of the Brand Week Kings. Uh, Carson, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thank you for taking the time on the weekend like this. Uh, for the listeners' benefit, uh, there'll be most of the people that hear this will be listening in about a week from actually when we're taping it. Uh, because the Oil Kings and the Wheat Kings get together a week from now, but you have such a busy schedule this week that we decided we'd try to get this out of the way. And it's on a Sunday, so you really made an effort uh, for the Pipeline Show. I greatly appreciate that. Tell me about the the atmosphere around the team right now. As I, I look at the WHL standings, and if the playoffs started today, the Wheat Kings wouldn't be in. So you've got some uh, some work to do and really can't afford to take a night off here down the stretch. Yeah, you just said it. It's um, you know, treating every game like a playoff game. Uh the range of points is is pretty tight from the 6 to 11 spots. So, um yeah, kind of kind of like you said, it's every night matters and um, you know, can't afford to take any losses. And on a personal basis, you haven't been playing for the last what about 10 days or so like that. I don't know if it's something that uh, you're allowed to talk about uh, what the injury is and how soon you might be back. Yeah, it's just minor. It's more of a more of a precaution thing just making sure I'm I'm fully healed and um, ready for the rest of the season. That's got to be frustrating, though. The team needs their starting netminder. You want to play, uh, but for the you know long-term benefit right now, and uh, you got to be careful with uh, with injuries. But not being able to get on the ice and help out your team—that's got to be tough. Yeah, it sucks. It's it's never something um, you know a hockey player, any professional athlete uh, wants to go through. It's sadly it's a part of any kind of game. Um, but you know we have we have great staff, and you know they're. They're taking care of it well. Uh, Carson, tell me about the season for you on a personal basis. Is this kind of what you thought uh, you would uh, be experiencing this year or maybe what your expectations were at the start of the year compared to where you are now? Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't too, too sure. Um, obviously, you're, you're 16 coming into your 17-year-old year. You're not um, necessarily uh, expecting to make your starter role and 
um, you know, put your name out there like that. But uh, the Brandon Weekings have been uh, very good to me. They've been, um, you know, very supportive through everything. And, um, you know, they put they put their trust in me to be their starter. And um, it's it's panned out all right for the season. So um, couldn't be happier. Uh, happier with where I am. 42 games under your belt as again as we're speaking right now and that might be up to 44 by the time uh, this interview is heard by most people but uh, I mean you're playing in time as you mentioned you're still young I mean you don't turn 18 until the weekend of the NHL draft itself so we don't see the Brandon Weekings uh, with a 16 year old uh, starting netminder or a 17 year old starting netminder very often Uh, so you're a rare breed in that regard. Tell me about the relationship between you and uh, and Nick Jones, uh, the other goaltender in Brandon. He, I mean, you guys both want to play, but you got to have that healthy relationship where you're pushing each other and you're still good teammates. And you, even though only one of you can start a game, uh, it's got to be a healthy relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Jones, he's awesome. Um, you know, he's he's one of my better goalie partners I've had, and um, he does push me in practice. You see him, you know, staying out late and and working working his bag off. So, um, you know, big props to him and. Uh, you know, got to definitely attribute some of my success to him and, and him pushing me. Carson Bjarnison is my guest. He's the goaltender with the uh, Brandon Weekings. And uh, Carson, uh, what we like to do on this show is is let the audience get to know somebody that's in your position, being a draft-eligible player. Uh, my my regular audience uh, knows the Pipeline Show is a junior and college hockey show, so they'll they'll understand what the dub's all about and where the Brandon Weekings play, and they they'll you'll be on their radar already. Uh, but there'll be a lot of casual NHL fans who will listen to this uh, from across North America. Probably couldn't pick out where Brandon is on a map. So, for the benefit of that yeah. portion of the audience, maybe let's get some uh, some background on you first. Uh, where are you from? Where did you grow up? Yeah, I grew up in a small town um, of Gillum, Manitoba. It's um, it's pretty far up north in up here in Manitoba. It's up by Churchill, and then um, around the age of seven, I moved down to Carberry, Manitoba, and that's where I've um, played played all of my hockey up until uh, made the jump to the Brandon Weekings. Now, the, the sheet I had said mentioned Carberry, didn't mention uh, Gillum. Uh, you said that was really far up north. How big? I've never heard of Gillum. Yeah, Gillum's pretty small. It's more of a more of a work town um, for my for my dad. But um, you know, it was a great great spot to grow up. Pretty remote, and um, you know, kind of kind of got me in touch with with nature. And um, you know, kind of I think that's the reason I'm I'm settled. When you went from from Gillum to Carberry, did it feel like you were suddenly moving to the big city? I mean, Carberry is less than two thousand people, but it, it sounds like it's a lot bigger than Gillum. Yeah, it's not it's not too too bad. Um, you know, I was I was pretty young, so I don't think it affected me <laughs> right. much. And um, started started school in Carberry and everything like that. So um, I guess you could say I basically grew up here. All right. Well, Carberry, for those who don't know, it's about uh, I'm guessing about a half an hour uh, east of Brandon, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so you, you probably grew up, and I'm sure that you were no stranger to uh, watching the Weekings play. Yeah, I was. I was always a fan. Uh, my parents would take me to games, and um, the Carberry Minor Hockey Association would would always get tickets a couple times a year, and we'd we'd all catch a game as a team. And um, I I remember actually watching a couple games, even with some of my teammates. Now I'd watch Nolan Ritchie um, out there on the ice, and and Ridley Gregg uh, playing in Belleville right now. Um, it was pretty cool, and it's it's something I'll always remember, and you know, have in the back of my head. At what point uh, did you start uh, playing in net, right from the get go, or did you kind of uh, become a goaltender a couple of years into playing? Yeah, it was a little later. Um, I think you know, for my development, 
um, you know, to try to be the best I could at, at my age. I was, I was always fond of, you know, being a good skater and making sure my skating ability was set. Um, so I think I might've made the jump full time at about 12 or 13 years old and, wow. and only started playing when I was about, so, um, was always a defenseman, always, always had the backward skating ability. Um, and you know, once I kind of got that down pat, then I, then I made the jump. So why, why become a goalie? If you were always a defenseman up to that point, what intrigued you about the position? Uh, I got, I got to try it out when I was, when I was still playing, uh, young, when I was young. So, Mm -hmm. um, it was, it was something I always, always had in the back of my head. I always wanted to try it and, you know, try pursue it. And when the, when the chance arose, I, I jumped at it. Take me back to the Bantam draft day for, I know it's a little different for you, but for a lot of guys who are able to stay home from school and kind of follow it along, or maybe they're trying to keep up with what was happening at school on their phone or something like that. Uh, draft day, a little different for you because you weren't selected. Uh, I don't know if people realize that or not uh, because you're ranked so high for the NHL draft, but you were not drafted uh, in the WHL draft. But what was that day like for you? I mean, did you have hopes or expectations of being drafted? Yeah, you're you know, the odd time you're told that you're, you're going to go and you have your, your buddies, um, you know, kind of pushing your envelope and, you know, putting your, in your head that you're, you're going to be taken. But, um, obviously, like you said, the day didn't go as planned. And, you know, I don't think I had too, too high of expectations, but, uh, it was definitely a little bit of a disappointing day. Well, I know the reason, or at least the reason that I've always been given is if people look at you now and, okay, he's six foot three and he's a goaltender. Why wouldn't he get drafted? You weren't six foot three on uh, draft day back then, though, were you? You were like five nine, five ten, something. Yeah, that's. I always keep have to keep that in the back of my head. I, you know, you get upset about, you know, thinking how you weren't drafted, and uh, you just gotta put into perspective of what you know what they were seeing. And yeah, I was a, I was the smaller guy uh, in the in the draft class, so um, works out works out fine now. But um, yeah, at the time, a, a little height wouldn't have wouldn't have uh, hurt me <laughs> but that's i mean that's a huge growth spurt here over the last three three and a half four years i, I mean have you done growing that must take an adjustment uh, for you to kind of get used to this new body that you're suddenly in yeah it's i think it's just the normal normal human response i mean i always had those growing pains and those um you know weird stages where i had to you know kind of re reset my hand-eye coordination and you know get all my footwork down and stuff like that but um, I think, you know, hopefully still got a couple inches left to grow. Um, but I think, I think I'm doing better with the, the hand eye part of it. Wow. All right. Well, listed at six, three, is that where you're at now? I got six, three and 180 ish pounds. Yeah. Yeah. I'm about six, four, 190 now. Okay. All right. Already bigger than that. Wow. Okay. Carson Bjarnison is my guest. Uh, tell me about the, this season uh, for you, because I know it, it started a little bit earlier. You got to play uh, with uh, Canada's, uh, Helenka Gretzky cup team. I think would you just you got into one game there, uh, but to be a part of that uh, must have been a thrill. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you know, I wasn't sure if I was um, expected to make that team, and you know, me being able to do that and you know prove my prove my style of play and you know uh, keep up with all those elite players was was pretty cool. It was, it was obviously something you only get to experience uh, hopefully a couple times throughout your career, and um, you know to do it with that group was was pretty special. Did playing meaningful games in August like that propel you off to a, a you know a better start or a, a solid start for the WHL season this year? Yeah, I think so. It's it's obviously you know the guys that don't get to play obviously just aren't getting that that uh, real gameplay, right? It's mm-hmm. it's a it's a way to set you up for the season, and um, you know it's a 
definitely a good start to to uh, have a have a solid season. So, um, like I said, really thankful that I was able to you know play a couple games in that. Carson, uh, everybody knows this year is a really good year for the WHL when it comes to the NHL draft. I mean, there could be nine, ten, maybe a dozen players uh, taken or at least considered for the the first round. You among that group. When you look at the WHL goaltenders available, it's it's a really good class of goaltenders around the league too. And these are guys you would have played with or against, I'm sure, over the last number of years. But when you look at the rest of the the WHL crop of players, whether it's you know slightly older guys like Thomas Suhanek or or, uh, or Thomas Millich in Seattle, but Dylan Ernst and Harrison Menigan and Scott Ratzliff, how do you stand out from the pack? Because Every goaltender these days is a butterfly goaltender. Everybody relies on their positioning. But there's got to be little differences between each goaltender as well. What's different about you? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody, you know, every goalie has to has to set themselves apart and, you know, make themselves stand out in the way they think, you know, is, is positive to them and, and their play. Um, for me, I think it's just the way I handle myself that kind of sets me apart. Um, I think just the way I, the way I can, you know, see the ice and, you know, off off puck awareness and stuff like that. But I think most importantly, just just the way I handle myself. Um, you know, any any goal against any any good save, you know, things like that. You just got to keep even keel, um, and you know, just kind of have that that stoicism to your to your body language. So I think I think that's something that you know kind of put me ahead of the class. A lot of guys tell me they don't want to think about the draft. They don't want it to be a distraction. There are lots of players who tell me that they want to know who has them ranked where because they use that as motivation. Whether you're, you know, Central Scouting, where do they have me ranked, or or TSN or Sportsnet. What about for you, Carson? Yeah, no, it's 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 kind of like the majority of the group. I I tend to stay away from it. Um, I remember remember seeing the uh, the first Central Scouting list, and you know, after that, I I didn't really pay pay much attention to any kind of uh, tweets or, you know, any posts or anything like that. Um, I think it's important for me to just kind of, you know, focus on my team and, you know, make sure I'm, I'm giving my team the best chance to win every night. Well, you know, I'm not doing my job if I don't ask you about it though. And so when central scouting has you as the number one ranked guy in in North America, that's gotta be flattering. You're a competitive guy. I'm sure you want to be taken as high uh, as you can. The first goalie in the draft, whatever happens, but there's gotta be some pride on the line for that. No. Yeah, for sure. It's, you know, like, like you said, it's, it's in the back of your mind and it's, it's kind of hard not to see when it's, you know, up posted everywhere, but, um, just going back, it's, you, you recognize it and then you can, you can use it to your advantage or disadvantage. You can, you know, kind of soak on it and think about how good you are or, or move forward and, you know, prove yourself even more and, you know, try for me in my, in my instance, you know, try push for a playoff spot and, you know, become a contender. So. I want to ask you about the evolution of uh, your your style of play or your game uh, as a goaltender with the Wheat Kings. Since you first put on a jersey there compared to where you are right now, where do you think the biggest differences are in the way you play? Yeah, I think just a couple things. Just obviously being a being a year in the league uh, already, it's just, just kind of the, that maturity level that I mentioned before, just kind of the way you handle yourself and, um, you know, the way you handle your feats and, and your your highs, uh, and just just the awareness of the game. Um, obviously, the the play's a lot faster when you're coming. In my instance, out of everybody's COVID year, uh, mm-hmm. straight out of Bantam to the West, it's it's a big jump, and you know it can be overwhelming. And um, Ethan Kruger, my goalie partner last year, was you know a lot of help for me. Uh, just you know seeing the way he handled things, and 
you know, the way he saw the play. Uh, just there's always that maturity level that, you know, can translate into the year after. How did you handle that COVID season? Because I think you were playing, where were you at? Rink Hockey Academy in Winnipeg? Yeah, it was it was on and off, just like everybody else. I mean, we were all we were all in the same boat, and you know, I'm I'm no different. Um, I wasn't special. It was just, you know, obviously not the the greatest year for you know any kind of sport. So um, lots of lots of home and home trips, and then staying staying in the in Winnipeg for a while. But um, yeah, only getting to play two games kind of obviously hurts hurts your development, but. Um, you know, thankful that that Brandon kind of gave me that chance to prove I can play in the Western League. Yeah, it hurts your development at least for most guys it would. But you made the Brandon Wheat Kings as a 16 year old goaltender, which, as I said before, doesn't happen. I mean, that's that's got to be something you got to be pretty proud about. Yeah, it's cool. You you look back and you you know you think to yourself, um, if I could ask myself where I'd be, you know, in a year, I I definitely wouldn't say this right now where I am. <laughs> but um, you know, you just kind of you kind of relish it and um, make, you know, make do with, you know, how you feel and, um, you know, how you handle everything. And that's, you know, that's what's going to dictate your next, your next move. Carson, what do you like to do away from hockey? I know part of the answer is going to be fishing because you were out fishing with your dad earlier today. Yeah. Yeah. Fishing, uh, dad, brother, anything like that. Um, Any, any downtime as a hockey player, I think um, is very important, you know, in the off season, it's always, always baseball or, or something like that, any kind of mountain biking, um, fishing, and then in season, just, you know, finding little things you can do. Um, I, I play the guitar for instance, so, um, it's a nice little mental getaway and, you know, something I think every hockey player should, you know, take advantage of. Do you play guitar and sing? Uh, I'm working on the second part of it, but, (laughs) um, if I play inside my, you know, any kind of my family members, I'm sure, I'm sure they'd, they'd sing along what genre of music are you uh, like a country guy or uh, just any kind of old music i uh, love the tragically hip and perfect um you know just those classic bands acdc um rolling stones stuff like that uh and how were the fish biting today any luck uh it wasn't the greatest only caught a couple but um we'll get them next time all right carson listen man i really appreciate your time best of luck uh, getting into the playoffs i should ask you uh, you know plan a obviously is to get to the playoffs with the Wheat kings I guess the fallback's also all right because you're probably in line to be a goaltender with Canada once again at the World U18s. Do you even spend any time thinking about that right now, or is that you know push that to the back burner? Yeah, I I haven't thought about that. All I'm all I'm thinking about is trying to make this playoff push and you know make make best of um, you know our point situation and and our wins and losses. Um, I guess when that time comes, we'll think about it. But right. uh, as for now, I'm still New Jersey and you know just focusing on that. Excellent. Thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. That was Carson Bjarnason of the Brandon Weekings, the number one ranked goaltender playing in North America, according to NHL Central Scouting. Now, I had that conversation with him almost a week ago from when I'm speaking with you right now. Right now, it's Thursday night, March 9th. The episode will come out on March 10th. Uh, but a little look behind the uh, the curtain on how the show is kind of put together. That one done a long time ago. Since then, the Wee Kings have played two more games. Bjarnason has not dressed in either one of them. So I was told that he was close to returning to action last weekend and that uh, certainly this week he was expected to play. That hasn't happened yet, so we'll see if uh, he uh, gets back into the lineup for the Brandon Wee Kings uh, this coming weekend. We'll see. All right, next up, we're going to keep the 2023 draft spotlights going for the entire show. 
all goaltenders this week. Up next, Jacob Fowler, ranked number seven in North America by Central Scouting. He's playing in the USHL with the Youngstown Phantoms, and he's up next here on the Pipeline Show, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Back off to the near side. It comes for Winters. Down low, takes the return. Winters, cross rank, shot, goal! Ingram again. Hey, this is Adam Ingram from the Youngstown Phantoms, and this is the Pipeline Show. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Gensel banks it towards the goalie. Scores. Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr. He scores. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. My goodness gracious me. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. I think I'm getting the black lung pop. Hey, we're back on The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. We're going to continue on with the 2023 Draft Spotlight segments. Each segment this week, another player eligible for the upcoming NHL Draft. And every guy this week happens to be a goaltender. We're going to continue that momentarily. But a reminder that The Pipeline Show is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's Alberta's best beef jerky. You can get it anywhere in Western Canada by going to WilhockBeefJerky.com. All right, my next guest uh, happens to be uh, outside of uh, Wilhock Beef Jerky's uh, target area, though, as he's playing in the USHL with the Youngstown Phantoms in Ohio, uh, and that means Jacob Fowler is on the Pipeline Show. Jacob, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, I appreciate you making time like this. I I know it's a busy part of the season because it's a stretch drive to the playoffs. You guys are right in the mix uh, at the top end of your conference, uh, just tell me what the the atmosphere and the mood is like around the team right now. Yeah, you know, uh, we got a really strong group here. We uh, have a very good staff and you know a great organization around all of us, and uh, we're having a pretty good year. And we're getting to that point of the season where you know there's no off nights. Every game's a big game, and mm-hmm. you know our team likes those big moments, and I think we've been doing pretty well with them. Well, you're coming off a loss as we're chatting right now, but uh, overall in the last 10 games, you got seven wins, so the team seems to be playing pretty good. And this really, this is the time of year where you want to get on a roll, right? The playoffs right around the corner. Yeah, for sure. Obviously, uh, you know, after this week, this is our last 15 games of the regular season. So, you know, you want to be in those top two seeds and get a bye in the first round. So, you know, every night's a big night and, you know, you never know who you're, who you're going to be matched up with in the playoffs and, Whatever you can do to make that road to the final a little bit easier, you want to do it. And for yourself, Jacob, uh, this season, so far as we're chatting again right now, we're pre-taping this, so 19-8-3 uh, is the record, as uh, the, according to the sheet that I'm looking at, a 921 save percentage uh, and a 231 goals against. Uh, those are pretty nice numbers. I'm guessing you're you're pretty happy. Uh, you always want better numbers. I, I know you're a competitive guy, but you got to be pretty pleased with that. Yeah, I think the stats can only tell so much. I think... Uh, I've been pretty fortunate that our team plays a pretty good defensive structure and, you know, we score more than 2.3 or whatever goals it is a night. We usually have a good chance to win, I think. So, you know, all the way around from our forwards to our coaching staff to our defense to even my goalie partner, I think we're a pretty complete team and, you know, I think we're a pretty good playoff team and, you know, we're, we're a team nobody wants to play against right now. Speaking of your goalie partner, I know there's a couple of guys who that have dressed 
uh, for Youngstown outside of yourself this year. For the most part this season, who has been that uh, the other guy in net? His name's Colin Wynn. He's from Westford, Massachusetts. That relationship between a, a goaltender, well, b- both goalies on a team, it's always interesting to me because you're teammates. You want the best for each other and all that, but only one of you can play, and I, I'm sure he's as competitive as you are, and you both want to start. How do you balance that, where you're competitive with each other, but you still want the best for each other, too? Yeah, for sure. I think he's probably my best friend on the whole team right now, which you don't see a lot. Usually goalie partners, are either they love each other or they hate each other because they're <laughs> fighting for playing time or fighting for minutes. But, um, you know, I learned a lot last year. I had a very good goalie partner in Kyle Chauvet. And, you know, being a young guy coming into this league, it was a very, very big transition for me. So, you know, having an older guy like him take me under his wing and show me everything and really just root for each other because as much as it's internal competition on the team, um, you know, neither one of us wants our career to end in junior hockey. So, hmm. you know, he's learned a lot from me. I feel like I still learn things from him. He's obviously a very good goalie, and you know, we battle it out every day in practice. So, being able to have that kind of relationship on the ice and then off the ice, be able to just you know go have some lunch, go have some dinner, you know, see the different coffee shops and the different road spots. It's been awesome for me to have a goalie partner like that because you don't get too many of those very often. Nice. That sounds great. Uh, you mentioned this is year two for yourself in the USHL. What's the biggest difference in year two? I, I imagine there's a uh, a certain comfort level after having already gone through the the, the league once. Uh, but what, anything else? Yeah, I mean, I think the games, you know, gotten a lot more comfortable for me. Um, you know, being an 18 year old in this league is a little bit different than being a 17 year old kid. Hmm. Like when I got here last year, so you know, being an older guy on the team, obviously the league is a little bit younger as a whole this year than it was last year, but obviously a very high-end league and you know there's no nights off so I think just the maturity of understanding that you know if you're going to play two games a weekend you got to be fully rested and healthy and ready to go for 60 minutes both nights because you know you take a minute off you don't know what could happen in this league. Jacob Fowler is goaltender with the Youngstown Phantoms out of the USHL he's my guest here on the Pipeline Show. Uh, Jacob my regular audience will uh, will know about the USHL you're probably on their radar already uh, because this is a junior and college hockey program Uh, but there'll be a lot of casual nhl uh, fans who don't care about junior hockey at all they'll tune into a segment like this because you're a a highly touted uh, player for the nhl draft so for the benefit of that portion of the audience uh, let's assume nobody listening right now knows anything about you so let's get some basic background Uh, where are you from i am from melbourne florida hockey hotbed of uh, melbourne florida how'd you get into hockey my dad uh he wasn't big on hockey growing up, but he started playing hockey later in his life. And uh, from a very early age, I would go to his men's league games. And, hmm. you know, it may not have been the prettiest or the best hockey to watch, but, you know, somehow from Melbourne, Florida, I fell in love with the game. And I got a pair of Fisher Price skates when I was probably one, if that. And, <laughs> you know, from the earliest age, I learned how to skate when I was around two with just learned to skate and, you know, all sorts of that. And I actually had this kind of blow-up mini-type rink in our living room that I would sleep on if I had a pillow. But Wow. Um, so from a young age like that, I was just hooked with the game and really started playing hockey, you know, in the rec league when I was around four or five and then didn't really switch to being a goalie until I was five or six just because I was getting mad about uh, how many goals my goalie was letting in and, thought I could do a little bit better. So 
Uh, I started playing goalie then, but I always played player along with it. I would play up a couple of years for goalie because they didn't have any. And then I would just play my age as a forward until really had to make that decision around nine or 10 to just be a goalie full time and haven't really looked back since. Well, that was an easy choice for you. Did you enjoy playing between the pipes uh, more than, than being a skater? I loved it. I mean, I was always obsessed when I was younger just with the pads and all the equipment and everything. So sure. when they finally let me put the gear on, I don't think it was ever going to come back off of me. Terrific. Uh, I don't know where Melbourne is in Florida. Whereabouts geographically is it located? Right on the East Coast. Um, basically in the center of the state, but right on the coast Okay, of the east side there. So uh, it's right by the Kennedy Space Center where NASA and everything is, so... If you know much about the, any of the space programs in the U.S., it's right around there. All right. What's minor hockey like in that area of the United States? Slim to none. Um, <laughs> you know, there's not a ton of hockey in Florida. I think, obviously, the Tampa Bay Lightning having so much success, success over the last you know few years that hockey's grown a lot. But, you know, obviously, it's not the main sport. It's your football, your basketball, your soccer, all the traditional sports are big and hockey's kind of an afterthought so there's not a lot of youth hockey there's actually very little hockey at all around that area so even when i go home for the summers it's hard to get on the ice sometimes mm. so in the off season then do you play or did you play other sports i don't know if you still do yeah actually um you know when i was in middle school and high school i was four hours away from where i would play wow my minor hockey which was in fort myers so we would only practice on the weekend. So during the week I was playing, I played three varsity sports in the same season while playing hockey full time. So I played baseball just with, you know, little league as a 12 year old, as a middle schooler. But, you know, with the school, I played basketball, lacrosse and soccer, Holy just cross training. And I, I loved playing the sports with, you know, just my school buddies because I never, never got the chance to really have, hockey players in my school growing up just from where I'm from and where my school is located that you know I could be a soccer player a lacrosse player and a basketball player and have all kinds of friends that play those sports and then have the most fun playing hockey so my coaches didn't like it much but I loved that I could stay active and just be an athlete 24-7 essentially. Do you think playing those other sports has contributed to the, how good of a, a hockey player that you are and maybe not just for you specifically but is it in just in general is it important for hockey players to also be active in other sports absolutely i mean uh, i'm fortunate enough i have a younger brother who's 16 right now playing varsity baseball in florida so hmm. you know we get pretty competitive with that but you know along the lines of being just a multi-sport athlete i think you know you can't hurt yourself playing different sports being you know just being an athlete you know you see hockey players playing soccer for their pregame warm-up all the time yeah. just something to change it up it gets your muscles working in different ways and you know it helps kids not burn out on hockey i mean everyone loves hockey if they play the game especially to this age but you know if kids are going to the rink every day for nine years in a row they usually burn out at a younger age so i think that as much as i would have wanted to be on the ice every day you know every hour of every day i've you know, I'm kind of happy that things have worked out the way they did because i developed different attributes and different sports and still use them even in my game today just with you know you can only be technical for so much of the game and at some point your inner athlete has to come out jacob fowler is my guest netminder with the youngstown phantoms 
Uh, goalies are weird, Jacob. But I'm sure you, you're aware of that. Uh, any superstitions or kind of what's your what's your mood on game day? Like, do you want guys to stay away from you to kind of get in a zone uh, early in the morning and stay that way until game time? You guys are always a little uh, play to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, I mean, I think any goalie would tell you they're not weird, and <laughs> I think I'll give you the same answer. Like, I don't think I'm a weird guy. I don't usually have very many superstitions. I mean. You know, at this age and everyone's career, I think you start to develop a routine. So, right. obviously, you know, I like to tape my sticks. I listen to a little bit of music. But, you know, I love to play some soccer with some of the guys. And, you know, I just love being with the group. You don't like to make the game bigger than it has to be. So, I think just keeping it loose and having some fun with the guys. But as soon as it's time to start putting the gear on, I start to get dialed in a little bit and start to get ready for game time. Uh, you're wearing number one. Any significance to why you chose that number, or did you choose it? Was it just given to you? I did not get to choose the number. Uh, I got called up halfway through last season. Uh, I was playing U18 prep hockey, and uh, the goalie here went into college early, so they needed a guy. So when I finally got to league last year, they gave me two number choices. It was either number one or number 43. So 43. They weren't my favorite numbers, but... I definitely think number one was a little bit better choice than number 43. At least it's a goalie number. 43, that's not a goalie number. That's terrible. That's actually the number he was wearing. But, um, you know, I thought I had some, had some success last year with it. And, you know, there's some young fans here. And, you know, why would I change it for year two? If, you know, if I'm going to be Jacob Fowler with the Youngstown Phantoms, I'm going to be number one with the Youngstown Phantoms. What about uh, Jacob Fowler with the Boston College Eagles? Uh, that is your school of choice uh, at the next level, uh, tell me why Boston College was the right fit for you. Uh, I love the school. Uh, I went to prep school in the New England area. I was in Connecticut, which obviously isn't Boston, but I love the weather up in the New England area. I think it's beautiful, beautiful school, beautiful campus, has very good academics. And, you know, from a hockey standpoint, it's a historic program. They've won a lot of championships, and, you know, we have a very good class coming in. So I think looking at all that, along with their track record with the, what they've had with goalies and producing NHL goalies, it was almost a no-brainer for me. When that opportunity came up, I saw the school, and you know, I knew it was the fit for me. And you know, My family was all on board, and I'm really excited for the next few years of my hockey career. You know, you can't tell me that goalies aren't weird and then follow it up with uh, the kid from Florida who likes the weather in New England in the wintertime. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me, Jacob. Well, I mean, you know, it's never going to be... Melbourne, Florida weather all year round when it's <laughs> 75 and sunny for the freezing point of the day. But right. Obviously, you know, you get you get a winter, but you don't get a super hard winter like we get here in Ohio sometimes or some of these other places. So, all right. You know, you'll have a, you'll have some snow, but it won't be snowstorms as much. Now you're 18, but your late birthday, November 24th, uh, is your birthday in 2004. So your first year eligible here for the NHL draft, even though you're older than most guys uh, in the draft class. Is the draft something that you spend much time thinking about this year? There are a lot of guys who tell me they don't want to think about the draft at all because they don't want it to be a distraction, uh, but there are guys who tell me they want to know who has them ranked where because they use that as, as motivation. How much is the draft on your mind? I don't think the draft's been on my mind hardly at all. I mean, obviously you talk to some teams, you do some stuff for them, but you know, it's all really an afterthought right now whether you have the most success or the least amount of success, you know, the NHL teams and the draft won't matter if you're producing or not producing. So as much as you want to focus on it and think what round, what overall you're going to get picked, I think that, um, you know, you got to focus on 
as cliches it sounds, one shot at a time, one save at a time, and you know everything will work out if you just take it one day at a time like that. So what round do you get drafted in really honestly doesn't matter to you? No, I mean, I think either way, whether, you know, if I went first overall or last overall or undrafted, it wouldn't change the fact that I'm going to be going to Boston College next year and, you know, still continuing my hockey journey. Buddy, that's a great answer. I love that one. Uh, Jacob Fowler, my guest here on the Pipeline Show. The sheet I'm looking at says six foot two and 200 pounds. That might have been at the start of the year, might have been at the end of last year. What are you at right now? I would say I'm about six two, two hundred two, and somewhere in that range. Uh, have you topped out height wise? Do you think, or is there still uh, a little growing there? I mean, I think everybody would tell you they're not done growing. So I hope I'm not done growing yet. But uh, yeah, you know, a couple of inches, maybe an inch at least, wouldn't hurt. All goaltenders these days are butterfly goaltenders and and uh, rely on positioning and stuff. But how do you stand out? What's maybe different in your game, or maybe it's a mental thing uh, that is uh, different than other guys who are eligible this year? You know, I would describe myself as a read-and-react goalie. I think uh, some of these bigger guys are more just a blocking style and trying to just get in the way of pucks. I think that, uh, you know, my game relies heavily on my footwork and, you know, being able to beat passes early and, you know, read the shooter and not get beat on straight shots. So I wouldn't say it's anything different than a lot of goalies. I just think that, um, you know, my game's pretty simple and there's not a lot of moving parts that can get disorganized easy. And I think that... um, I'm pretty consistent. I think, uh, you know, the stats don't really matter, but the way I play is, you know, it's not really something I can mess up too easy. It's more of just, you know, I move and stop and just be ready to get get hit by pucks. So there's not much to it, and I think that's what keeps my game that much better. Can you give me a scouting report on a couple of your teammates, uh, a couple other guys who are high-profile prospects for the draft this year, and William Whitelaw and, and uh, defenseman Andrew Strathman as well. You get to practice with, with these guys every day, and you, you play on the same team. What are your thoughts on those two guys as players? I think they're both very high-end players. Obviously, Will Whitelaw can score at any moment and take over any game with a single play. So I think he the best way to just describe him is he's just a pure goal scorer and you know, he's definitely a guy you love to play with and you hate to play against. So definitely love playing with him. And then obviously Andrew Straff and I got to spend a little bit extra time with him when we went up north for the USA tournament. So yeah. getting to know him more as a player and, you know, even more as a person, I think he's an unbelievable guy. He's a phenomenal teammate and, you know, he's obviously a high end talent that pretty much goes without saying. So being able to go going up against those guys every day in practice with how high of a competitor each one of them are and, you know, it makes us all better. Yeah, you reminded me about the World Junior A Challenge uh, that you went to. You played for Team USA, basically a USHL all-star team. What was that experience like for you? I mean, I think it was unbelievable. It's something nobody can really take away from you for the rest of your life. It's something pretty special that you get to share with my family who was there and then, you know, with my teammate Andrew, obviously, who's I get to see him on a daily basis. But just being around that group of kids that, you know, we all have the same goals and aspirations, which is to play in the NHL, but we're going to take the college route. So, you know, it was an unbelievable experience to be around those guys who you just hear about them going around the rest of the league here, but you don't really, you don't really get to connect with them much. So right. trying to get into play on that USHL all-star team, as you said, it was pretty special. And I think we, uh, we made the most of it. Well, certainly coming back with a gold medal from that and uh, a perfect 4-0 record for yourself uh, in the tournament. Got to be pretty pleased. Uh, about that what do you like to do away from hockey other than play other sports so you know you you have some downtime what do you like to do I wouldn't really consider this much of another sport just because it's uh 
more just a pastime, but you know, I love to play roller hockey just with some of my buddies. I don't really play it at a high competitive level where you go to tournaments. It's more just, right. you know, being in Melbourne, Florida, it's a nice smooth surface with a rink. So you get to just kind of, you know, be buddies with a lot of your friends and just kind of rip around out there. But I like to play golf. My game may not be the best, but, you know, I still enjoy playing it sometimes. So those are the two main things, but I also love spending time with my family and my dog, obviously, back at home and seeing the beach every once in a while. Favorite team growing up? I've always been a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, as ironic as that sounds. Any particular reason for that? My dad grew up in uh, West Virginia, so it was either you root for Philly teams or you root for Pittsburgh teams. And My dad was always a Pirates, Steelers, and Penguins guys, so I kind of followed up in his footsteps. All right, in your genes, I guess it is. Uh, well, Jacob, listen, man, I really appreciate your time. I enjoyed the conversation a lot. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way this season with the Phantoms, uh, and uh, maybe we'll chat again once you're at Boston College. Perfect. Thanks so much for having me. And there was Jacob Fowler of the Youngstown Phantoms, ranked number seven in North America for the NHL draft uh, by NHL Central Scouting. Having a uh, solid year for the Phantoms. That's a good team. They're going to do some damage, it looks like, uh, in the uh, playoffs in the USHL, looking to get to the Clark Cup. Only time will tell if they will manage to do that or not. We'll see how he fares at uh, the next level, too, at Boston College. Definitely a program that has uh, helped produce some top-tier NHL uh, goaltenders uh, over the last number of years. All right, that was USHL. We're jumping back to the Western Hockey League as we get to know one of the overage goaltenders uh, that's eligible for the NHL draft for the last time. He's already been passed over twice, but after a breakout performance at the 2023 World Junior Championship for the Czech Republic, or Czechia, I'll be pretty surprised if uh, Thomas Suhanek is going to be passed over once again. He plays for the Tri-City Americans. Let's get to know him next, here on the Pipeline Show, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. No sleep till... Bend off the wall, falling there was Longo as uh, he couldn't stop that rush on the right side. Goodberg walks in, hands it up in front, that's so good. Making a nice read there, especially on those long legs. Hey, it's Matt Sogard from the Medicine Hat Tigers, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. Nothing compares to the smile on a child's face after their wish has been granted. The Rainbow Society of Alberta is dedicated to granting wishes throughout the province to children who have been diagnosed with a life-threatening or severe chronic medical illness. And you can help too. View the wishes, refer a child, and donate at rainbowsociety.ab.ca or get involved as a volunteer. Having a wish come true fills a child's heart with hope and happiness. Visit rainbowsociety.ab.ca today. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming. Who's scruffy looking? We are back on The Pipeline Show with Guy Flaming as we continue uh, getting to know some players that are uh, eligible for the upcoming NHL draft. The Pipeline Show is brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's Alberta's best beef jerky. You can get it anywhere in Western Canada by going to their website, wilhockbeefjerky.com. Our next uh, player in the 2023 draft spotlight Another goaltender. Every player this week on the show is a goaltender that's draft eligible. And uh, our guest now 
is uh, Tomas Suhanek uh, of the Tri City Americans. Uh, Thomas, uh, welcome to the Pipeline Show. How are you? Uh, hello. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well, but I'm not draft eligible, so it's uh, more exciting uh, for you these <laughs> days than for me. And the Tri City Americans are playing some pretty good hockey right now. This this season has been a lot better than uh, than last year. You're going to make the playoffs this year. And your team uh, is pretty fun to watch. I imagine uh, you're having a lot more fun this year than last year, too. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's much better because we are winning the games this year much more. And, yeah, it's more fun. But, like, it, last year it was, like, fun, too. But, yeah, this year we have really good team. And, yeah, the game is much better than what we are playing right now. If the playoffs started today, uh, as we're speaking right now, it's Tuesday. But uh, the, the Tri-City is in sixth place. But you're really close to fourth place, well, that would be home ice advantage in the first round, uh, and I'm sure right now that must be the goal. Yeah, for sure. Like I think it's the biggest goal right now to make the fourth spot and have have the like home ice advantage because I think we are like one of the best team at home in our league. So yeah, we are gonna do what we can, and hopefully we are gonna end up four at the end of the season. Why do you think this this year has been so much better for the Americans than last year? Like I would say, like because last year we had a really young team, we had like 17 rookies, I think. So nobody really knew what to expect from the league. And this year, like everyone's older, you know, we have experience. We made some trades for some really good players. So yeah, I think we are like really good and interesting team to watch in the playoff because I think like we can make some run. And how about for you, the second year in the WHL? Last year being your first year in North America, I imagine there was a. a, a you know, it took a while to get comfortable, I'm, I'm guessing. You can tell me if I'm wrong with that. But are you a lot, uh, this year has been more successful? And I'm, I'm wondering, is it because you're more comfortable? You, you're not a stranger to the league or to North America? Uh, like I would say, I was like, even ready last year, like to play on, like, uh, like there's a little like different between playing in Europe and here. But I was here like a few like times for the tournaments before that. So I know like what to expect. And. Hmm. Yeah, I would say like my numbers looks better this season because like we have better team. But yeah, I think I, I don't think like there is like much big difference like how I was playing last year and this year. Tomas Suhanek, my guest, he plays for the Tri City Americans out of the Western Hockey League. Uh, Thomas, uh, the Pipeline Show is a junior and college hockey show, so my regular listeners will know about you. They'll they'll have watched you at the World Junior Championship, all of that. Uh, but there'll be a lot of just NHL fans who are going to listen to this because you're a draft eligible player. They might not know where Tri-City is or Kennewick, Washington. Uh, so for that portion of the audience, maybe let's get a little bit of background on you, if you don't mind. Uh, where did you grow up? Uh, like I grew up in a small town in the Czech Republic. I was there for like 15 years and then uh, I moved to the different club in Czech Republic and then I was there for two seasons and then I decided, like, for me, that it's going to be better to move to North America and play hockey here, and that's how I ended up in Tri-City. Who got you interested in hockey when you were very young? Uh, I don't really know, like, because I got older brother, and so, like, my parents was trying all the sports with him, but mm. he wasn't really the type for the sports, like, he didn't really like it, and, yeah, they then, like, they just try me on all the sports, and I like it, and, yeah, that's how I stay with the hockey. When did you become a goaltender? I think it was like around when I was seven. Yeah, before that I was forward, and yeah, then they just put me in, in for like one tournament, and I did really good. And 
they told me I cannot come back and I have to stay as a goalie. <laughs> they wouldn't let you. <laughs> they they needed you to play. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, I was really mad about that. At the time, you were mad about it. Uh, I'm still am a little bit <laughs> because I I would love to be forward. You know, I think it's more fun scoring goals and celebrating. But yeah, that's how I end up as a goalie. Wow, that's hilarious. Well. It it seems like it's been a a good fit for you though. Obviously, you're good at being a goaltender. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, like it's probably a good thing I stayed there. Yeah, and I have some success, so it's probably a good choice to stay in the net. At uh, on off days uh, with the Americans or practices, do you ever get to not be the goaltender? Do you ever get to just dress as a skater and and shoot on other guys? Oh no, no, no! Like our coach Chubans, he didn't let me. I I asked him a few times <laughs> just for fun, but no, he didn't let me to go as a forward. But I'm hoping like at the end of the season I could maybe go for one practice. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Thomas, the the decision to come to North America and play in the WHL was that an easy choice for you? Did you know that was what you wanted to do? Yeah, because like for me it was like always one of the biggest dream to like. Not even like just play hockey, but to try to live in the USA. So when I have the opportunity to play hockey here plus live, so it was for me like easy choice to go and move here. And I'm really happy I did make I like make this choice. Did you care, you know, before uh, th- that it was Tri City that uh, that selected you in the import draft? Did you care where it was? Do, would you have played in the OHL or the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League? As long as it was over here, would you have been happy? Oh yeah, for sure. Like. Any team like what would like want me to go there, I would like love to go there. So, yeah, like it wasn't like really that I was picking some team, and yeah, like Tri City right. like showed like really big interest in in me, like to drafting me, and I was like super happy because I had like friends playing here from Czech a few years back. So, I was asking them like so many questions, and like they couldn't say like bad thing about the Tri City, just good stuff. So okay. I was really happy to come here. Nice. Well, that that was going to be my next question. So, who did you talk to 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 ask uh, their opinion about Tri City? Uh like I was lucky that I was playing one year in Czech with David Homola. Like he was here for a few months in Tri City, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was just saying all the good stuff about it that he like absolutely love it here, and I can just agree because I think it's one of the best place to be, and yeah, I'm really happy to be here. Has anything surprised you about the WHL that you didn't uh, know you should have expected? Uh, like, I wouldn't say it surprised me, but because I heard it from all the guys that, like, the bus drives right. and everything, it's really bad, and I can just agree because it's, it's not that fun, like, to spend all days in a bus, yeah, so I would say it's probably, like, one thing from WHL. So some guys I know will just sit there and listen to music on the bus for hours, or some guys will want to watch uh, movies or TV series, Netflix, something like that. Uh, what do you do? Uh, I would say, like... Everything you know because we have like long bus drives, like drive. So sometimes I'm like watching Netflix. Sometimes I'm listening music. Sometimes when I'm like even like too bored, I'm just like start reading a book. You know, so yeah, right. like I tried almost everything in the bus. What would is there a television show or a a movie on Netflix that you would recommend to somebody right now who who wanted to try something? Uh, I would say Money Heist and Breaking Bad. I, I think it's like one of my top favorite like shows. Okay, well, I saw Breaking Bad. I haven't seen Money Heist, but you're not the first person to tell me about Money Heist, so I might have to try that one. Yeah, you should. It's really good. Tell me about the World Junior Championship and getting to play for your country on a, in a tournament like that uh, and uh, your performance in the event. Uh, I know it. It you, you want to win the gold, but uh, you have to be happy with the way you played. Yeah, like it was like great tournament, you know, like for me and I would say like for 
most of the players who've been on the team, it was like our biggest dream, you know, like when we were growing up to be on this tournament and have a chance to play here. And yeah, it was like dream come true for us. And like when we end up in a like final game, you know, for gold medal, it was like, oh my God, you know, like what's <laughs> happening right now? And yeah, it was like super exciting, you know, and it, we enjoyed it so much. You played against uh, a lot of players that you play against in the Western Hockey League as well. And I know a lot of your teammates are other WHL players too. Does that make it a little bit more comfortable for you, knowing that uh, you're playing with and against some players that you already know? I would say probably, yeah, but like the style of the hockey is totally different than WHL and for juniors. I think it's hmm. two totally different like style of hockey, so I didn't like care that much about that. Has that been the 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 biggest thing in your hockey career so far, though, getting to play in the World Junior Championship this year? Oh, like 100%, yeah. I think it's going to be probably for a really long time still the biggest thing for me. And yeah, like I, as I said, like I really enjoyed it because like we had a really great team. We had a bunch of great guys. So yeah, it was super great time. Thomas Suhanek, my guest, uh, he plays for the Tri-City Americans. Now the NHL draft, uh, you're eligible again this year, obviously. Uh, you weren't taken last year. Uh, how did you feel about not being taken? And I wonder if Part of the reason you're having such a good year this year is because you're extra motivated. You're were you were you upset that you didn't get selected last year, and now you're a better goaltender because of it? Yeah, like for me, it was like already second time I didn't get drafted. So yeah, like every time it did happen, like I was like really like a little sad and disappointed. But you know, it's always like something that motivates me even more, like to work harder and like prove everyone wrong. You know, so. Yeah, like, I remember, like, day after after the draft finished, like, I went, like, to the gym right away, you know, and worked with my coach because it's the only thing you can do, you know, like, mm-hmm. try to improve yourself, try to get getting better every day, and I'm happy it's having, like, results this year, so, yeah, it's good. Do you think about the draft at all now? I mean, you're 19 years old today, you're going to be 20 years old uh, at the end of April, uh, so, I mean, you're you're pretty much... Yeah, at at the age where if you don't get drafted this year, you're you're gonna get signed by somebody. So there's not really that kind of pressure. Uh, but what are your thoughts about the draft? Yeah, like I would say, I uh, probably like doesn't care that much about the draft this year because, as I said, like for I probably it was probably like a lot more thing like when I was like two years younger or three years younger. You know, when it was like my first or second year, it was like still st- one of the biggest goals. But right now, like I'm just trying to like play my best every game and like now I'm just like whatever you know if like I'm just gonna wait and if I'm not gonna get drafted like I'm not gonna be sad or disappointed you know and right I'm just gonna work out like every time and try to just be better goalie there is another goaltender from the Czech Republic eligible this year who's who's ranked pretty highly do you know anything about Michael Harabo uh like I remember I was with him like on a, on some like goalie cam like three four years ago so he was still still like really young that time and I remember like he was still like really big and mm-hmm. he was good goalie so I'm not even surprised that he's that high and I just hope he can like be drafted first round because it will be like really big thing for Czech hockey school. Thomas, what do you like to do away from hockey? When you're not playing hockey, maybe it's in the summer, how do you spend your time? Oh, uh, like probably when I'm back in Czech like spending time with my friends and just like workout and practices but here in Tri-City when we had like day off um, it just depends you know sometimes I'm watching YouTube and like learning about cryptocurrencies and stuff like this you know it's like my hobby and uh-huh. if not there I'm just like spending time with my billet do you play golf at all? yeah like I get to like 
learn a golf here, you know, like I was, it was my first time playing golf here in USA. So yeah, I like it. It's like so much fun, but I'm not really good at it. So I'm just always going to spend some time with the boys, but I'm not really like really good golfer. How did you uh, handle the language barrier when you first arrived in, 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 in Tri-City in Kennewick? How was your English at that point? Because you speak really well now uh, when it comes to English. But did it take you a little while? Ah, like I was really scared. Like, how is it going to be, you know? Because I never had to speak just in English. But I was, like, impressed by myself. Like, right away, the first week, I could, like, speak with everyone, like, pretty well. You know, they they could, like, understand me. So <laughs> I was really glad because I was kind of scared of that, you know, that I'm not going to be able to talk to anyone for, like, a few months. But, yeah... I, I can say that I was really lucky that like I could speak English really good at the start, so I could make friends right away, and it's probably what helps me a lot too. Away from hockey, what was the biggest difference? What took you the longest to get used to about North America uh, compared to uh, what you were comfortable with back home? Food? I'm guessing maybe food? <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to say. It's probably the food, you know. Yeah, I'm missing a Czech food, so <laughs> that's something, yeah. I would say that food's a little harder here. A little harder, okay. <laughs> like to like it. <laughs> All right. Listen, Thomas, I really appreciate your time. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way uh, this season with uh, the Tri-City Americans and uh, whatever happens at the draft. Uh, I, uh, I thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Uh, thank you. Well, that was a fun conversation with uh, Thomas Suhanek of the Tri-City Americans. You may have heard his name uh, pronounced as uh, Sukanik in the past or Sukanik. Thomas Sukanik. Or Sukanik, he did say in North America most people call him Suhanik, so he's not a stranger to that, and it doesn't uh, make him mad or anything. Uh, but it's definitely not Sukanik or Sukanik, and he was outstanding at the World Junior Championship uh, against uh, well everybody in the tournament in Halifax though, uh, played really well in the event, and probably the biggest single reason uh, that the uh, Czechs came away with a silver. I mean that was a good team. Uh, but without him playing the way he did, they wouldn't have got to the silver. That's my opinion. Let me know if you disagree. You can always follow me on Twitter at TPS underscore Gee. We've got one more segment to go on this week's All Goaltender All 2023 Draft Spotlight episode. And it's another Czech goaltender. Happens to be a six foot six giant playing in the USHL with the Omaha Lancers. Currently ranked number two in North America by Central Scouting. You know it's Michael Harabel. He is up next here on the Pipeline Show, brought to you by Willock Beef Jerky. Smirnov breaks across, turns it over to Allison. Here he comes, one-on-one. Allison, deep left, shoots, scores! He undressed a defender at the right slot. He went backhander, turned to the forehand, and wristed it under Wishow. Hey, I'm Wade Allison from the Tri-City Storm, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. She's the girl of my dream, she's the girl of my mind. Oscar from Atchison loves Wilhawk beef jerky. I'll never forget it. Heading to the lake. Three screaming kids in the back. Let's get ice cream, we said. Sour, soupy sundaes all over the van. But then I found Wilhawk beef jerky. Tender, seasoned pieces of meat smoked to perfection. Perfect for keeping little mouths busy. And best of all, no sloppy surprises. And I always make sure to bring a little extra to eat around the campfire. Thanks, Wilhawk. Wilhawk beef jerky. It's the best. You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Hi, everybody. We are back on The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. The program is brought to you by 
uh, Wilhock Beef Jerky. It's Alberta's best beef jerky. You can get it anywhere in Western Canada by going to their website at wilhockbeefjerky.com. Uh, but my next guest is playing in the United States, so he's out of luck. No beef jerky uh, for Michael Horabel, who uh, plays for the Omaha Lancers as we turn on the 2023 draft spotlight, get to know another player eligible for the upcoming NHL draft, and one of the top goaltenders in the entire class of 2023 is Michael Horabel. Uh, Michael, thanks for doing this. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm doing great. How are you? I appreciate you making the time. I'm doing well, but it's not my NHL draft season, so uh, I, I think my life not quite as exciting as yours these days. Yeah, like you know, definitely, it's, it's nice to to have a you know a chance to fight for a spot in the draft, but mm-hmm. it's still still the same life playing hockey, playing a sport I love. So, yeah. Well, let's talk about the the season and the situation right now for for you and the Omaha Lancers. We can look at the standings and we can see the Omaha Lancers in eighth place in the Western Conference of the USHL. Uh, I don't think uh, you can uh, probably expect to make the playoffs at this point, but how have you felt about the season? It's your first year playing in North America. Uh, Have you enjoyed the experience and what have you thought about the way the season has uh, progressed here for, for Omaha? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm definitely happy to to be in this league. You know, but one of the best best leagues in the in the in North America or overall in 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 the world. So I'm I'm really happy. You know, to compete against the best players. Um, definitely, it's not you know the easiest. Uh, we are not doing uh, the way we wanted to. But you know, for a goalie, I I think uh, still I you know have a have a you know best players against me so I think that can just help me you know and like every game we we try our best you know just uh compete and work hard to to get better and like get better as a player as we're speaking right now you've played 24 games uh this season yourself uh you've won six of those games you have a an, a 0.900 save percentage and a 315 goals against average how do you feel about those numbers um you know Six wins out of twenty-four isn't isn't the best number. Um, it could be, you know, it always can be better. But you know, I'm um, I'm focused about my next games and try to like, you know, not think about like what happened. You know, just just focus on the next games. That's yeah. It, it, I'm I'm guessing it must be hard for you to look at those numbers. The last few years back in Czechia, you have terrific stats, and I know it's different league and different level, um, but. I don't know what your expectations were coming to the USHL this year. Is it is it a harder league than you thought it might be? Um, I I wouldn't say like I thought it w- it would be harder. It's just like I think like you know this is a great league, uh, great players, and just uh, I think it just like only can help me you know competing against the wor- world's best players. Why did you want to come to the USHL or or North America in general? Yeah, so with my parents, we we decided that for me the there would be a best like path for me would be college hockey. You know, getting a great education, which is very important for me, but also playing you know a great 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 hockey, which college can provide. So we decided you know I can't go pro. That's why I uh, moved to North America this year because I. I wouldn't be able to play a pro pro league in in Europe, hmm. and I think uh, the U20 league in in Czech wasn't uh, good enough for me to you know develop to get better. 
that's why we chose uh, North America, and I had the opportunity to to play here in in Omaha for Omaha Lancers in USHL, and I'm just happy, you know, about it. I should ask you. I know that you had the opportunity to play in Canada as well. The uh, Regina Pats uh, drafted you in the uh, in the WHL or in the CHL's import draft, uh, and I know you expressed an interest in uh, uh, furthering your education. You can also do that through the WHL or the CHL with their scholarship package. Uh, did you consider playing f- for the Regina Pats? It happens to be, I know Stanislaus Fozil is, is with that team, a, a fellow countryman, and obviously, you know, Connor Bedard is there, a really famous player as well. Did, did you consider joining the Regina Pats at all? Um, no. You know, the draft, they, it happened after after my commitment to to University of Massachusetts, so... We we didn't even like think about it or or had a talk about you know playing in the CHL so no okay very interesting uh, Michael Harabel is my guest he's a goaltender with the Omaha Lancers uh, Michael what we like to do on this part of the show is let my audience get to know somebody who is uh, a draft eligible player like you are uh, now my my regular audience knows that this is a junior and college hockey show uh, so they they know about the mm-hmm. Omaha Lancers they follow the USHL. Uh, but there will be a lot of NHL fans who don't care about junior or college hockey that they'll listen to this just because of who you are uh, and that you're so highly touted for the NHL draft. So for the benefit of those people, let's start at the beginning. Uh, we know you're from the, from Czechia, what used to be called the Czech Republic. Uh, where did you grow up in, in, in Czechia? Um, yeah, so I'm from, from Prague, from the capital city, and I, I lived there my whole life. How old were you when you first started playing hockey? Do you remember? I started when I was like six, six years old. And who got you into hockey? Where, where did your interest in playing hockey come from? Um, my dad, he, he always like was taking me to a, to a pro pro hockey game. So mm. I think it started kind of there. Then we, you know, we're, we're, like uh, we're going a lot to public public skatings. And once I saw a poster there, like uh, where was written like tryouts for hockey team mm. and. And uh, I mentioned that to my dad, and that's that's how I started started playing hockey. Do you remember how that first tryout went? Um, it was like tryout, take everyone. So yeah. <laughs> I made it. I'm, I'm playing hockey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, when did you first uh, decide you wanted to to be a goaltender? Um, I think it, it was like kind of right away because when I started, you know, playing hockey when I was six, seven years old, uh, uh, we played like on a small field and. Uh, we needed two goalies. There was just one goalie in our team, mm-hmm. so we kind of rotated every game. And we'll... I really enjoyed being in the net. You know, it was fun, and that's how I started being being a goalie. Yeah. Well, I, have you always been one of the bigger kids in your age group? I mean, you're six foot six uh, right now, 199 centimeters. <laughs> you're very, very tall. Have you always been like the biggest kid your age? Yeah, um, yeah, I was so always bigger than anyone else in my age group yeah did you think you had an advantage uh, as a goaltender that tall when you were like even 10 years old if you were that much bigger than everybody else did did you think it helped you back then yeah i think you know like size size and being a goalie is is important you can't buy size and uh, always other players our our parents they were like saying oh he's not this age you know like i'm older (laughs) but yeah i think you know it's always good to be taller. Yeah, well, you, that's right. I like that. You can't buy size. That's right. I, yeah. I agree. Uh, there would be some people who say that 
there's a bit of a trade-off. Sure, you could be really tall, but it might mean that you're not quite as agile or something like that or athletic in the net. Do you find that? Is that is that a challenge for you? I think, you know, being athletic, it's, it's, it's very, like, uh, in practice. Like, you can practice, practice, you know, you can get better athletically. So I think, um, like, personally, I think I'm, I'm an athletic goalie. I'm quick. Uh, I can I can do like you know big saves. Um, uh, like I'm good. Like you know I can stretch myself, so I don't think that's a problem for me. I wonder. I know you had the opportunity to play for Czechia at the Helinka Gretzky Cup uh, this uh, past August in uh, in Red Deer, which is not that far from where I am right now. It's about an hour from where I am uh, here in the Edmonton area. What was that experience like for you to to come over and play some? some meaningful games like that in the summer. Yeah, it was definitely a great experience, you know, playing against against uh, world's best players in, in my age. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it, you know, on a small smaller smaller rings uh in front of many scouts and um I think we, as a team we we did very good and unfortunately we 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 couldn't make a make the, you know, get a medal. But I think, you know, we have a World U18s coming up and we're going to try and change, change that. And you played in, in the World U18s last year, didn't you? Seven games, uh, uh, less than two goals against average, 933 save percentage. Uh, when you've played internationally, you've had a lot of success. Um, yeah, last year I played like for the U17s, not U18s, okay. the national team. Um, yeah, unfortunately we had playoffs. Playoffs last year with my with my old team, so I couldn't attend the World Championship. I, I know. I, I just uh, earlier in the same show that you're appearing in, I uh, had a chance to speak with uh, another goaltender from uh, from Czechia who played at the World Junior Championship this past uh, uh, in uh, January and December. Uh, Thomas Suhanek, who plays up in the WHL with the Tri City Americans. Do you look ahead to maybe? Uh, uh, being able to do that in next year or the year after as well, maybe maybe you're the guy to replace him now that he's too old. Yeah, it would definitely you know be nice uh, playing for the national team, more more games uh, representing the country and trying to to compete hard and to fight for the best results. Michael, who's the best uh, goaltender from the Czechia from from Czechia that's uh, played in the NHL in your opinion? Um, I think everyone everyone can agree, you know. Um, Dominic Hasek, you know, uh, most Vezina trophies, so like you know, from Czech goalie, so definitely him. Probably the easiest question I've asked you today. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> now, a very different style of goaltender than you, though, right? I mean, he was—he's very scrambly. He was all over the place. He would dive. He'd stand on his head. Uh, That's—it's a little bit different the way uh, the position is played now. Yeah, as you say, you know, the few years ago and uh, <laughs> hockey. Is- Changing career fast, so definitely it's not the way I play. Uh, I should ask you about Massachusetts. Uh, that's the university that you're going to go play for uh, with the Minutemen. Uh, will that be next year, or will that be the year after next year? Um, it, it will be a year after next year. Okay, next year I'm playing in the USHL. So okay, so you'll be back with Omaha again next season. Yeah, I should. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why was Massachusetts the, the right school for you? You had probably a lot of different programs that you could have picked from, uh, but why playing for, uh, for UMass? Um, I saw UMass as a, you know, best destination for me to get better as, as a goalie, but also as a person, you know, which is 
like the most important thing for me you know getting getting better improving and uh, i love the facility uh, i love the program so i think that's the best option for me michael did you have a favorite nhl team growing up or is it a little bit harder because of growing up in europe i don't know how much of the nhl you actually got to watch um i got to watch a lot of nhl games because you know i, I love the game i love to watch hockey um overall I, you know i, I like i kind of don't care about my favorite team right now um but you know while while growing up it was definitely new york new york rangers a henrik lundquist fan yeah um, it's the kind of started you know uh, my my uncle he he brought me from from usa a jersey of of uh Jager, uh when he played for new york rangers so i see so i started you know cheering cheering for for rangers and my dad he got me a PlayStation portable with NHL 07. Right. And in that game, there was like six or seven, I think, Czech, Czech players that were playing for Rangers and one quest in the net. So since, since the uh, Rangers were my favorite team and uh, Henrik Lundqvist, my, my favorite goal, yeah. What do you like to do away from hockey? When you're not playing, maybe it's, uh, you know, in the summer or something like that. How do you spend your time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I'm, you know, not around hockey, I love to spend time with my family. Uh, you know, visit visit my grandparents. Uh, time with my friends. You know, I, I love sports, so playing soccer. You know, going to the gym. But otherwise, I would say, you know, hockey is kind of my everyday in everyday routine. So even during summer, I try to practice. Practice. You know, get better often on the ice. So there's not much time to. To you know, go on a vacations or something like that. Right, uh, Michael. I have to ask you about the draft. We only got a couple more minutes with you, but I, I wonder how much you you spend thinking about the draft. There are a lot of players who tell me they don't want to think about it at all because they just want to focus on playing hockey right now. But there are other players who tell me they want to know where they're ranked and they use that as motivation to try to get better. Uh, what about for you? Yeah, personally, I I don't look at anything. You know. Some some of my friends they they tell me you know how it looks or something like that but mm-hmm. I I try to like you know just be focused on how I play that's that's the only thing I can you know uh, affect so just care about how how I practice how I work hard and then show it in, in like show it my skill in games. Well, Michael, listen, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for being available today. Uh, best of luck the rest of the way in the USHL this season and next season. And maybe we'll get get a chance to talk again one day. Okay, thanks for having me. Here's Michael Harabal of the Omaha Lancers out of the USHL. He's the number two ranked uh, goaltender playing in North America, according to NHL Central Scouting. So we had the number one, the number two, and uh, Jacob Fowler, who's ranked number seven, Thomas Suhanek, or Suhanek, uh, who is ranked uh, number eight, I believe, by NHL Central Scouting. So big week for uh, draft-eligible goaltenders here on the Pipeline Show. I did want to try to uh, track down Adam Guyan as well, who uh, plays in the North American Hockey League, who had such an amazing tournament at the World Junior Championship uh, for Slovakia. Uh, Still on my to-get list uh, before the draft. But uh, that was a busy show, and uh, it wraps up this week's episode. Next week on the program... Lots of catching up to do. We got playoff races all over the place, uh, and including in the NCAA, yeah, conference playoffs underway 
we will be a lot closer to knowing uh, who's going to be in the 16-team national tournament. Uh, so definitely looking forward uh, to getting caught up in college hockey and uh, the playoff races across the CHL, the USHL. Uh, it could be uh, a week where we have a lot of media guests on uh, this coming week. That would be my guess. Well, that will do it for this week. I appreciate everyone who has been uh, signing up to be a patron at patreon.com slash the pipeline show where you can get early access to all the interviews that you hear on a full episode. This week's uh, guests, all four goaltenders, I, I had the conversations on uh, Tuesday and uh, the last one here with Harabel I did on Wednesday, but the Carson Bjarnason uh, conversation I had back on Sunday. So uh, patrons have had access to you know that interview for like an almost an entire week uh, before it was released as one complete package to the general public. If that's something that you'd be interested in, go to patreon.com slash the pipeline show until next week everybody get out and watch some junior college hockey so that we can talk about it right here on the pipeline show brought to you by Wilhock beef jerky my name's Guy Flaming see ya